0: Hi, welcome to Episode 5 of Drive to Success, a podcast made by Athena Racing's Student Advisory Board. I'm Mihika, your host for this episode.
1: And I'm Loxley, your co-host. Today we're here with Hannah Grisham and her father, Tom Grisham. We are very fortunate to have Hannah on our board of directors here at Athena Racing. And by the end of this podcast, you'll understand why. Hannah Grisham is a 20-year-old race car driver from California who began driving at the age of three, riding motorcycles at the age of four, racing karts at age six, and racing Spec Miata at age 16. Now with four years in the series, Hannah has over 800 competitive starts spread across more than 300 races in cars and karts from the club to the national level. Hannah has recently secured the 2020 Southern California Teen Mazda Challenge Championship and earned a spot as a finalist in this year's Mazda Road to 24 shootout. Hannah also recently tested for the all-female Formula 3 series, the W Series, and was invited to compete in their e-racing series. Despite having very limited experience on the driving simulator, she had very impressive results. She landed her dream job with Pirelli, working as a test driver for the R&D department at their United States headquarters.
0: Welcome, Hannah, and thank you for also joining us, Mr. Grisham. Hello, all. So excited to be here.
2: Thank you very much for having us.
0: Okay, let's get started. I know that you have a lot of exciting news, and we can't wait to hear everything that is happening with you. The first question that we have for you is about your racing career and what got you interested in pursuing a career in racing. Can you tell us how you got started and everything you have done that has led you to where you are now?
3: So I got started in racing because of my dad, actually. Um, He used to race motorcycles and has actually won the Baja 1000, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, And then on the other side of my family, there's my mom and sister who um, have shown horses and rode equestrian. And for me, that wasn't really my thing growing up as a kid. I was a pretty energetic and crazy kid and needed something a little more hands on. Um, so my dad got me into go-karts. Um, he thought motorcycles were too dangerous, so that was pretty much it. I fell in love with it pretty instantly, and now I am here.
1: So Tom, as Hannah's father and as a racer yourself, can you tell us what it's like from the family's perspective to be involved in racing? You know, What are the ups and downs that you've faced?
2: Well, Generally, racing is a wonderful sport. Um, I've gotten to watch Hannah grow up from a young child at the track. Used to bring her teddy bear, and you know, it was it started off just nothing but fun. Not a lot of uh, goals or expectations, and and got to watch her grow up and get faster and faster and do better and better. But the thing about racing is. Probably the biggest predictor of success is money, and as they get older, it takes more and more money. And uh, so, probably the biggest challenges are that. But but really, the 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 benefits, even with that limitation, greatly outweigh it. And watching the the lessons, the competition brings, the sportsmanship, the Humility, the confidence, it, it's a wonderful opportunity, and, and our whole family's been involved with it.
1: So, as you've watched her grow and compete against men, what have been your words of advice during the tough times? <laughs>
2: well, that's actually funny. It's, it's, Hannah and I talked about this a little bit lately, and neither she nor I ever remember a kid giving her a hard time for being a girl. But the dads, the instances of that is, it's very. Uh, there, there's a lot of them. A lot of times, the dads, you'd, you'd even pick them up saying it. It would be, well, I, you better at least beat that girl. You know, you're you're not you're not gonna win the race, but you better at least beat the girl. And it's like that's that becomes their primary goal. And I've had several issues at the tracks with men who didn't think. My daughter should pass their son. And that has probably been the biggest issue we faced out of her being a female. And then when she got, you know, 16 and started racing cars against adults, that went away. So really, the only time it, it was really a significant issue was when we had to deal with the dads of small children.
1: That's kind of funny to hear that, but I, it doesn't surprise me at all. So much like you know, all of the young sports that kids do, the parents are usually the ones who are in the background making the most noise. So, where do you ultimately wish to see her go with her career?
2: Well, I'm just hoping that she enjoys it, which I believe she still does, and I think that's why she's still racing. The, the few girls we've seen seem to get out of racing at 14 or, or 16 or 12 because they're not really having fun. Um, Hannah does still have fun, and and as long as she can continue. Um, enjoying it and hopefully making a living at it. I wherever it takes her, uh, I'm all for it.
0: So Hannah, did you think when you were starting when you started in karting at such a young age that it would bring you to where you are now? Um,
3: no, I don't think so. I mean, as a six-year-old, it was just something really fun that I could do, and my family would come to the track, and you know, I liked hanging out with the other kids. But I mean, pretty soon it became something more serious. And obviously, like my dad was saying, it's a pretty expensive sport. So, you know, if you're just kind of having fun and just there to do it, you know, there's a lot of other things you can go do that are much less expensive than racing. But um, I mean, as I grew up a little bit, I realized like, ooh, you know, I like this a lot. And I actually would love to do this as a career.
0: Nice. Um, So tell us more about the W Series and testing to be a driver. What is it like to drive in the open wheel car on the track? Are you looking forward to testing again?
3: Um yeah, so I tested for W series in 2019 at the end of the year and for me other than racing go-karts for 10 years, this was my first real experience in an open wheel car. I had done a little bit of testing before to prepare in an F2000, but the F3 car is just, it's so powerful. It has so much downforce and it was probably by far one of the funnest things I've ever gotten to drive. And plus getting to have such an amazing experience and being around so many women, which is something you don't see ever really at the racetrack. I mean, growing up, I was probably really the only girl in my class out of, you know, maybe 30 other little boys. So, um, that was something really cool to see. And I hope to be back. Hopefully in the years to come.
0: Wow, that sounds really fun. Um, So I understand that you were the first female test driver for Pirelli. How does it feel to be making history like that?
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, it feels awesome. I think it not only for, you know, racing, but I think it also shows like what you guys are doing. You know, it's not just racing, but it's more about all careers in STEM, all careers in motorsports. I think all of it needs to have a female representation.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what does your job at Pirelli entail? Will you get to do any testing in Europe or is everything based here in the United States?
3: Um, so my job at Pirelli is I am a test driver. So our, there's only one factory in North America, which is in Georgia, and it's me and one other person. And the other guy is the objective test driver. And I'm the subjective test driver, so I pretty much do more of the like feel stuff. You know, it's it's what I feel. It's not just like numbers. You know, it's I go out there. I do like things like ride, you know, comfort, noise, steering, and I pretty much just tell how it feels and whatnot. Um, I will get to in a couple months, sometime next year, depending on COVID, get to go to Europe to the um, headquarters in Milan to do some training and whatnot. So. I'm very excited for that and cannot wait.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds really fun.
1: So that is super cool, Hannah, that you're going to be testing over in Milan. I know there are so many people who would love to have that dream job that you landed. But there's also other great news, too. I know you're going to be competing in the MX-5 World Cup at Daytona in January. What are you doing to prepare for that race?
3: Um. Yeah, so... In late January, I'm going to be competing with Hickson Motorsports at Daytona, and I'm really excited. We're going to be racing at the same event as the Rolex 24 Hours, so I think that's awesome. It'll also be running with IMSA, and it'll also be nationally televised by NBC Sports. So this will be my first professional, you know, race debut, so I'm super excited to, you know, kind of get my name out there and see how I fit in along with, you know, all the other people in the class. So um, yeah, I'm super excited. And also, I mean, just to prepare, you know, things like making sure I have enough money to go do it and getting the sponsorship and like physically mentally preparing all those sorts of things.
1: This is one of those things that I talk to the team about often is just the training that you have to do. And I know everyone's kind of become a bit lazy because of COVID lately, but what type of exercises do you have to do to prepare yourself to compete in a race?
3: Um, physically I think you have to have a good amount of stamina since you are, you know, out there for a 30, 45 minute race. I mean, it doesn't seem that long, but like I mean, if you I know a lot of drivers have posted and I've like done it before, where if you wear like a heart rate monitor, it's really, really interesting to see just like how high your heart rate is going. Like, there's a lot of times where like you're pretty much in, like, a cardio, like, full-on, you know, fat-burning phase, which is crazy to see because I don't think people really realize just how strenuous it is. I mean, not only that, but mentally, like, you have to be completely focused 24-7. Like, you cannot, you know, you can't just not focus for a second because that wouldn't be good. That could, you know, cause some bad things. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, cardio and then things just like strength, like core strength and you know, upper body strength. It takes a lot of that.
1: So, yeah. You know, I think focus is a really important thing too. That a lot of people don't realize how much focus drivers have when they're in the car. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
3: Yeah, I think honestly, I think racing is like probably maybe more mentally strenuous than physically. I mean, me personally, at least for what I do. You know, maybe if you're driving like an F1 car, it might be different, but. Um, I think mentally it takes so much because, you know, like I said, you're out there for 30, 45 minutes at speeds of, you know, 120, 140 plus miles an hour. And so you have to be laser focused that entire time. And I mean, after a while, like that stuff takes a toll on you. Like, you know, that's why whenever I have a race or, you know, I go test in a new car, I'm always like super tired
1: after just because mentally I'm just drained. So it takes a lot. I can imagine. And You're going to be making the announcements about the race and what you're doing on your social media, right?
3: Yes, I will. And you can follow me on my social medias on Instagram, which is Hannah Grisham Racing, uh, Twitter, which is Hannah G Racing, Facebook, which is Hannah Grisham, um, just pretty much my name everywhere. So um, yeah, you can follow along and keep updated on what I'm doing.
0: I know that you have been involved with Athena Racing from the very beginning, why do you think an organization like this is so important?
3: Um. Yeah, I think it's really important. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying about my job at Pirelli. It's not just about like for me personally, like racing and motorsports. I think it's showing that women can be involved in all male-dominated um, careers, whether that be STEM, you know, an engineering career. I think it's important to show young females that they can do any career they want and not to have a setback like being a male-dominated career, hold them back from doing anything.
1: So now that you're in the business of racing, um, what skills do you see you need to develop more? What skills have you noticed in your favorite people at the track?
3: Um, yeah, I think racing obviously is more than just about going fast. I think more and more as the years have gone by, it's really not about that as much just more about you know bringing money in so if you don't come from a family with you know millions of dollars you got to figure out a way to make it happen so i think a huge part of it is like marketing you know like b2b relationships just putting yourself out there you know being confident talking to people making those connections and you know it's pretty much like running a business so you got to you know be the full package and know how to market yourself and you know, all those aspects are super important.
0: Yep. So now we have a few fun questions to get to see the personal side of you better. So the first one is, if you were a superhero, what would your powers be?
3: I think if I was a superhero, I would probably have the power of being able to fly. I think that would be awesome.
1: That is my absolute favorite. I would choose the same Hannah. Next question. I know. If your job gave you a surprise three-day paid break, what would you do and where would you go? I think I would probably go to the racetrack. Okay, then which racetrack would you go to? Oh, and here's another one. What car would you want to drive?
3: Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, I think I would probably go to Sonoma. I love Sonoma. That's probably one of the funnest tracks I've been on. Um, and... I would drive anything, honestly. Anything that anyone let me drive, I would I would drive it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so here's a question for both you and your dad. So, Tom, I'll let you answer this one first. If a Jenny granted you three wishes, how would you answer?
2: Well, you know, my wish is always that my children have long, happy lives. So I guess that's two. <laughs> And the third the third one would be that I get to be around as long as possible to see as much of that as possible.
1: Oh, that's a great answer. And how about you, Hannah?
3: Um, if a genie was to grant me three wishes, I think my wish would be infinite wishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's everyone's answer. <laughs> Breaking the system. Yeah. Yeah, so here's another question for both of you. Who is your hero or role model?
3: This is a tough one, but I think I think my role model would probably be my parents, and I know that's kind of a generic answer, but I mean it. I think my parents are very selfless people and have sacrificed a lot to let me do what I love, so I think they're my role models.
2: Well, it's similar. I would say my dad. He was my dad was a saint the nicest man I've ever known, the most giving man. Um, And I've always said that if I'm half the dad he was, then I'll be a success.
0: Okay. And our last question for both of you. Who is your favorite professional racer and why? I think I would have to
3: say Lynn St. James because I think she really paved the path for women in this sport.
2: Well, I have two of them and they're actually both friends of the family. Um, My original racing experience was an off-road motorcycles and, and, you know, my kids and I have been lucky to be around Larry Rossler and Malcolm Smith, and they are such wonderful men and, and they are above and beyond pretty much anybody else. And you know, you're around them in Mexico or something and everybody knows them. It's like you're walking around with the King and they are so gracious and so nice to everyone they meet, and they're just great individuals that have somehow survived dominating their sports for as long as they did, and and uh, they're certainly my role models.
3: Yeah, and if anyone doesn't know who those two people are, they're like off-roading legends. Like Rossler, I think, has won the 1,000 like 14 times. and
2: Ten times on a motorcycle and four times in a trophy truck.
3: And Malcolm,
2: well, watch on any Sunday and you'll get an idea.
3: Yeah, Malcolm's like the father of off-roading.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us, Hannah and Mr. Grisham. We really appreciate you telling us more about what it's like to be part of a racing family.
2: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you
3: guys. I appreciate it so much and so happy to be a part of this awesome program.
0: Yeah, it was very fun and informative, and I'm sure our listeners will also have also learned a lot. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast, Drive to Success. Make sure you check out our website at athenaracing.org and all of our social media, which are linked up above.